You're listening to the weekly partial podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never running assistance in Ramah B'Shem and Shizrael 5781, 2021. This week's parsha is Parshas Akev. And the word Akev is not going to be the main topic of what I'm going to speak about, but the word Akev means the heel. And as our sages tell us, it refers in Akev Tishmu'un, if we will listen to those things that we are Dashba Akev of. The mitzvahs, the commandments that people easily trample on, the heel. The heel, they use their heel upon. I'd like to share with you some thoughts that have to do with the concept of the heel, but not the heel as we just described. But the Majashim talk about, we're not going to see those particular Majashim, but I'd like to, uh, I think the what we're going to see together is something that applies to us, and it connects to the heel. The heel is the bottom it's the Akev is the very last part of the body. If we go from the top to the bottom, and of course, in Jewish thought, we always go from the top to the bottom. We always go from the mind, which is the most spiritual, down to the feet, which are the least, they're most attached to the ground. And since they are the end of the human body, since they are the end, so Akev, Yaakov Avinu is the root of his name, Jacob, it's in the word Akev, which means the heel. He was holding on to Esav's heel. The end. The end is what I'd like to share with you some thoughts about. We're coming into the land of Israel, both in the Parsha and in real life, so to speak, in our times, 3,300 years later. We're coming into the land of Israel. Seems like we're always heading back to Israel. We're always trying to get back to Eretz Israel, to the land of Israel. And Moshe Rabbeinu tells us, he speaks to the Jewish people, and he says, those same words that we spoke about last week, Shema Yisrael, hear, O Israel. But in this context, he wants them to listen and pay attention to the following. And I ask you to do as well, to do so as well. You, the Jewish people, are going over today. You're about to Traverse the Jordan River. You are going to overcome, to inherit, to take away this land of these nations that are much stronger than you, much greater than you. Great large cities, fortified cities. Very powerful nation, people who are giants. You have heard and you know who can stand before these great giants. We face off in those times and in our times, we face off with a daunting enemy, with great challenges to our ability to become sovereign over the land of Israel. But you don't have to worry, says the Pasuk. You don't have to worry, says Moshe Rabbeinu, to the people. God is going to go before you. He is a burning fire, consuming fire. He will destroy them. He will make them subdued to you. You will inherit them, you will destroy them quickly. As God has spoken to you. Now listen up, listen here carefully, there's still more. And these psukim are so important because they're talking to us. 
These psukim, these verses were said 3,300 years ago, but they're equally relevant in this very moment. Moshe Rabbeinu says, Don't worry, Hashem is going to be with you. Have no fear. Don't be afraid of your enemies. And also, have some awareness about the following. Don't think that you are going to come into this land because of your great righteousness. Don't think you're going to inherit the land of Israel because you're such a good person, because you're such a good nation. Because they're so wicked. It's not true. You're not getting this land because you're so righteous. It is true that those who are here, the Canaanite nations, they were very evil. And you're going to inherit them. They're leaving because of their evil. But you're coming in because of a promise, says God, that I made to your forefathers. Avram Yaakov. You should know. You are a stiff-necked people. You are tough people. You don't listen. If God says do one thing, you do the opposite. If God says trust me, you don't trust. If God says keep the Torah, keep the commandments, we run away. But the Apostle promises us, Moshe Rabbeinu assures us, as we're on the threshold of entering the land of Israel. And you need not worry. Number one, God is with you. And number two, even though you don't deserve it, Hashem made a promise. And He will never break that promise. He promised the Jewish people the land of Israel. I think that's very important and powerful for today. You know, challenging times. Challenging times. Who knows what will be? Nations want to destroy us want to bring about another holocaust Hashem says and Moshe Rabbeinu his voice echoes through the ages Shema Yisrael hear O Israel you are crossing over the Jordan River listen here okay here's the Medrash and I'd like to share this with you we'll see there's two pieces here I don't know if we'll get to both of them but both of them are, are very important so I encourage you to see it yourself if we don't get to both it says in Paragimel, in the third Parsha, I'm sorry, Parsha Gimel, section 8 and 9. We're going to start with number 8, and we'll see if we get to number 9. Two reasons, as we said, to believe, to know that God is going to give you this land, even though you don't deserve it. Number one, God is going to perform miracles. You're not able to, def- to, to defeat them. Number two, as we said, because of the promise. Let's see. Listen, you guys are going over the Jordan River now. Over the Jordan River. We're going to talk about water. We're going to talk about the river. We're going to talk about water and the miracles. So many miracles occurred with water. What does this signify? What does this represent? What does this teach us? What is the message for the Jewish people then and for the Jewish people today as we stand so close to inheriting the land of Israel, hopefully soon with Mashiach. Halacha. The Medjish starts off telling us something about water. Adam Yisrael, a Jewish person, he's thirsty and he wants to drink some water. He says something very interesting. And this is very much connected 
So what the Medrash is going to speak about all of the miracles with water. The blessings that we say before and after, generally speaking, they have to do with the food. If you have a fruit, you say, God created the fruits. If you have a vegetable, God created the, the fruit of the ground, the produce of the ground. Each bracha has something to do with the amazing thing that was created. When it comes to water, and certain other things, other drinks, other certain things that don't, that aren't, don't come from the ground, we say, Let's focus on the water. Let's think about Sha'akol Niyabedvar. What does it mean? We say it every day. Many times a day sometimes. Sha'akol Niyabedvar. Every single thing that you created. Everything came into the world with your word. It's a miracle. Every single thing. It's miraculous. You look at the incredible design of nature. The incredible interconnectedness. The plants. The animals. The water. Unbelievable world. Everything was created with God's word. And as the Marzu explains, or one of the Mephoshim, I'm maybe misquoting who says it, the idea of Borei Nefashos, also we're going to see, Rabbi Tarfan Amir Borei Nefashos, Rabbi Tarfan says that the blessing that we make on water, which we actually do as an after blessing, but he says to do it before, is that God created all of these miraculous souls that he puts inside of our bodies and all of the things that they are missing and all of the things that they are lacking God created in order for us to have that which we lack for our lacks to be filled the explanation of this verse the explanation of this blessing I'm sorry is the idea that everything is miraculous you drink a cup of water don't take it for granted the water the hydrogen Two hydrogen molecules combined with one oxygen molecule, that's miraculous. It creates a brand new thing. Two gases joined together become a liquid. Unbelievable. That liquid is the building block of our entire bodies, of all of nature. Miracle. It's a miracle. It's a, we take it for granted, it happens all the time, but it's a miracle. Rabbanan Amri. Okay, with that introduction, understanding the idea behind a bracha, I hope you guys are able to to grow from what we're talking about. Last week we spoke about Shema Yisrael. I tried to work on Shema Yisrael. I hope you also had opportunity to do so. Now, the Medrash gives us an opportunity to think about the bracha of Sha'akol Niyabedvar, which we also say so many times. Think about that bracha. It means that what we have is miraculous. It's a miracle. This is a prelude. The Jews are about to enter. This is the Marzu, I'm sure of it. The Marzu explains the Jews are about to enter the land of Israel. Hashem tells them through Moshe's mouth, you're going over the Jordan River, you're going to have a miracle at the Jordan River, just like you had a miracle at Yamsuf, at the Sea of Reeds. Sages say, look, see this amazing thing. All of the miracles the Jews experienced, the massive miracles, happened at the water. Kate said, how is this? When they were still in Egypt, God made miracles with the, with the Nile River. Think about it. Moshe Rabbeinu was saved by the Nile River. He was the Redeemer. So the entire Geula occurred because of the Nile. The Nile was the first of the ten plagues. 
What was one of the examples of this? They would try to drink some water during the first plague. They would drink some water from the river. The Egyptian would drink blood. The Jew would drink water. Where was the miracle? The miracle was at the the grand finale, so to speak, of the Jewish people's Geula, their redemption. It occurred at the Yamsuf. It occurred by the water. The sea saw it and it ran away. Says the Medrash, what did the sea see? What was it that it saw that caused it to run away? It saw the holy name of God that was inscribed on the staff of Moshe Rabbeinu of Moses and the water was torn apart. Rabbi Nechemi says, as it were, they saw, the, the waters saw God's hand, and the waters were ripped apart. The, the waters saw you, and they trembled. Okay, so that's the first two miracles. By the ore, with the water, the Jews drank water, the Egyptians drank blood. Second one is, the water parted. Here's another one. Shenemar, I'm sorry. Bo lemora kishalomen ayam vahayu hamay morim asasham lahem nisim. They came to a place called Mara. The waters there were bitter. They had nothing to drink. There was a miracle. Moshe Rabbeinu took a piece of wood, threw it into the water, became sweet. By Reish Hashem Eitz v'Gomer etc. God showed him the particular tree, the particular piece of wood to throw in. Basela asalam nisim amayim minay shenemar v'dibardem lasela. When it came to the water that they, the Jews drank throughout the 40 years in the, in the wilderness, it was a miracle. He's, Moshe Rabbeinu Moses spoke to the rock. He hit the rock, whatever it was, but the rock produced water. It was miraculous. We said that. We find that after the, the well of Miriam was taken away because Miriam passed away, they got the water again. The verses tell us about the special song that they would sing as Yashu Yisrael. Amar Moshe. So Moshe Rabbeinu tells the Jewish people, "You see, do you see the miracles that you've experienced with water? You can see all these miracles that God did for you with the water." Moshe Rabbeinu tells them that there's going to be miracles when you pass over the Jordan River as well. And Marzu explains that this was so important for them to know. Walking into Egypt, sorry, walking into Israel, leaving Egypt, they saw the miracles. Throughout their time in the wilderness, they saw the miracles with water, with water, with water. One of the things that we saw in the previous Parshish, the Jewish people were afraid to go to Israel. They thought they're not going to be able to get there. Even the, the nations are too strong for them. Moshe Rabbeinu says, look, look, look. You've seen miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. It's unbelievable. You have water to drink. You are alive. You are alive. You are living. You've gotten sick. You've gotten better. You may have had corona and you're alive today to tell the tale. 
You may have had all kinds of experiences and here you are, miracle after miracle after miracle. It's going to continue. The only way you're going to get into to the land of Israel is with these miracles, says Moshe Rabbeinu to the Jewish people. You can depend. You can depend on the miracles. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You might not deserve to go into the land of Israel. You might not deserve the miracles. But God made a promise. And because He made that promise, and that's going to be the next measure, which we do have time for, it seems. The measure tells us, this is what the verse says. Verse says in Psalms, chapter 44, verse 2. We said in this passage, Hear, O Israel, listen, listen up. God in our ears, with our ears we heard. Our forefathers heard. They told us the miracles that you did for them in their times. Says the Medrash, what does it mean with our ears? What are we referring to? Our ears. We heard about what what Moshe Rabbeinu said, what you told Moshe Rabbeinu, what you told Moses at the burning bush. Listen to this. This is so amazing. It's so beautiful. Do we deserve the land of Israel? Do we deserve this country? Do we deserve to live here? Are we tzaddikim? Are we righteous? Are we... Alevai, we should be a little good. I must tell you, last night I had a very interesting experience. I was asked to sing at an event. It's going to sound grand, but it was it was nice. And I was asked to sing at an event, which was a Coca-Cola event. They did a a mivza, uh, a contest, who could do good deeds. It was aimed at the Haredi community, at the religious community, and there was a group of 50 families there. This was on Masada, not on Masada, but in the parking lot next to Masada last night. At about 9 o'clock at night, I arrived there after four, four hours of traveling. Welcome to Ben Asmanen. And I sang there, Amachad, a few other songs. It was very nice. All these people had done extra good deeds. And a guy got up in front of the, the, this crowd and spoke. He was not wearing a yarmulke. He was not religious. On behalf of the Coca-Cola company. And he said, I know that you people, naturally, you're involved in so much chesed and so much kindness. The Haredi world, much more than anybody else. But we just wanted to inspire you to a little bit more. I thought it was really beautiful. But we're not perfect. We're not perfect. And sometimes we, we get God angry, says the Medrash. And Hashem knows that going in. That's the thing. Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, I know they're not always going to be perfect. They're not always going to be good, doing good, good deeds. They're not always going to be perfect. I know that they're going to anger me in the future. I still am redeeming them. How do you know that this is true, that, that Hashem said this to Moshe Rabbeinu? I have seen, I have seen, double language, 
he said it twice, I have seen, I have seen the oppression of my nation. The verse says, I know about their pain. It's not just talking about their pain in that time that they had. I know about the pain they're going to cause me, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu. God says, I know they're going to pain me. They're going to refer to the idols as their God. I know what pain they're going to cause me. I went down to save them from the, from the hand of Egypt. Nevertheless, despite that, they're not perfect. They're not always doing kindness. They're not always so nice to each other. I'm still saving them. This is the condition that you made. I said, I'm redeeming you. Hashem, you said you're redeeming us. And you know we're going to mess up. You know we're going to cause you pain. Okay. That's the Shema Yisrael lesson. We hear, we heard, we heard this promise. We heard this promise. We don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. We don't, we might not be perfect. We may be far from perfect. We may be forcing each other to, to do things wrong. As is going on right now in the Israeli government. But, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're not going to get the land of Israel. I'm not going to save you and help you against your enemies because you're so righteous. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna save you. You're not gonna be so strong to be able to save yourselves. You know, it makes me nervous when I hear politicians say, "You know, we have the power. We don't have the power. Maybe Hashem gave us some power. Certainly, that's true. You can read the history of the Six Day War, 1967. You can see some stuff was." Hashem gave us the power. And some stuff was mamish, not us. It was clearly not us. Hashem, if He wants us to have this land, says the Pasuk, says the Medrash, you don't have to worry. You can look, you can see. You've seen miracles. 48, 67. You've seen miracles. Those miracles are not going to stop. Those miracles will continue. And you don't deserve it. I know that you're going to cause me pain, says God. I am I am redeeming you anyway. I'm redeeming you despite that. I know that going in, says God. I found these Madrashim to be inspiring. I found them to be reassuring. And it brings us back to that bracha that we started with. Baruch Atashem Everything is His. Everything is created by Him. It's all miraculous. Every time I take a drink, it's a drink of water, a drink of seltzer, a drink of orange juice. Every time I take a drink, it's a miracle. I'm still here. I'm still able to take that drink. I'm still here. I want to ask you, I want to bless you and ask you to bless me. Shem should help us 
to be able to see that every single day, every breath, everything that's going on in our lives, it's a miracle. And just as he, He's done miracles for us until now, may Hashem help us to believe and to know that He will continue to do miracles for us. And on an individual level, that's the bracha, that's what we need to think about. And on a national level, we don't know what's going to happen next. We don't know what lies in store for us. We don't know how God is going to bring Mashiach, the Messiah, to bring back all of the Jews to the land of Israel from the far-flung four corners of the earth. How is He going to do that? A Mashiach, Messiah, a king, a real king. A tzaddik, a righteous king, how is that going to happen? We don't know how it will happen. But Hashem has done miracles for us before. And I bless you that we should be able to believe that just as He has done miracles, He will continue to do miracles. And believe in this promise that even if we're not perfect, even if we're far from perfect, He's going to do it anyway. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.